Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 132, and today we are reviewing All Quiet on the Western Front. The 2022 oh, is that the version of the watching today? <laughs> you're, Not you're the 1930 version. Yeah. <laughs> you're do- oh, oops, no. <laughs> oh, we gotta pause it for two and a half hours. Jacob can watch it. <laughs> yeah, just give me a second. Right. I read the spark notes. Fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's uh, that's the show. <laughs> the oh, of course. So it's been a couple weeks since uh, Josh has been on the show. Josh, this, this is true. This is true. I'm alive. I'm <clears throat> well. You wanna fill us in? Well, fill the listeners well, in. I mean, we already know what's going yeah. on. Fill the listeners in. Right, right, right. You guys don't know what's happening. <laughs> no, I uh, so bought a house. So been uh, doing the mo- the whole moving thing and everything. So it's been quite complicated to um, get on the show and watch watch movies and things. So um, yeah, back in it, back back and ready to rock. Had a gender reveal as well for the rock on. for the <laughs> upcoming baby, and I am having a boy. So the. The bloodline lives on. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's about it. We did just hit the 8 billion people on Earth. We did. Yep. So you're just adding one more to that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that I am. Well, Recording a little cool. later because Michigan State just played a hell of a basketball game. And yeah, we are recording on Tuesday. And we are remote, <laughs> and we finally figured out how to get the soundboard to work remotely. So no more uh, playing the phone through the microphone or phone through the speakers, and it sounds like <laughs> shit. It only took 130 episodes, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> Who would have thought? You know, it's just a learning process. Maybe by episode 500, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I mean, that it's not like every. So yeah, good. It's not like we're. We did 130 episodes remotely. You know, try to do this right. as little as possible, but uh, we got to figure it out. We got her. All right. Anything else you guys need to go over? Discuss? No, no. <laughs> I'm too tired. Cool. Yeah, it is getting late. It's already 10 o'clock. So uh, we can dive right in. We have a beer here. Uh, this is a exclusive pick that we got from 450 North. Uh, we wanted to drink this as fresh as possible. So... Josh is finally back on. Thought, what better time than now? Exactly. Uh, yeah. You want to you want to introduce the beer since technically this was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be your choice. There's like nothing about it. There yeah. is nothing about it. Um, so this was one of the other beers that we I hoodwinked and got <laughs> from the gift box at our corn maze, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is another slushy XXXL skew called purple haze um there's no description about it because obviously the last one we had to add it in this one is in here but the only description is exclusive to corn maze beer fest 2022 vip ticket holders so which um it's not us but that was not us but we will take your beer and yeah i don't know what to expect i'm i mean 
I don't know if there's any any flavor well, notes with or anything. purple. I'm just gonna make an off guess and say it's gonna be grapeish, mango, some kind of grape. <laughs> I would assume so too, but you never know. That's the only purple fruit. So, well, is it even purple? Sure. <laughs> some I know. I mean, Somewhere I associate it with yeah. purple. You could, I mean, some plums are purple. I know. I mean, there definitely are other. What fruit if this that are was purple? Plum? <laughs> it could be. What if it's like a boysenberry, a blackberry? They're kind of purple. They're black, Jacob. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's not much. Five point three percent ABV. That's correct. Um, it's probably something that's you can't check in. So it's on here. It is on here. It is on here. One hundred thirty-six check-ins. Sitting at a 4.17 average. Cool. Well, uh, I, I guess, guess we can, there. we could be the one to add the flavor notes on there or vote for the flavor notes that we think is in there. Like fruity, beer like, <laughs> hazy, purpley. <laughs> yeah, fruity, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> thick. No. All right. Well, Kyle, you're going to, you have the full cans worth. So you're going to have to give the most accurate description of it. Oh. Oh, the most accurate. I thought you meant the uh, cracking into the mic, which I will also. Oh, no, do. I get that. I could do that. Solid. A little light on the carb. <laughs> it's not like the nitro. <laughs> That's what they sound like whenever you open them. It's like. That is thick. <laughs> Coming out like oil. It's like applesauce thick. Oh my God. Definitely grape. 100%. I think there's some berry in there. Can't tell what, which kind. Berry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. It does kind of taste grape. like the, the like like the applesauce the flavored applesauce is like kid food doesn't it <laughs> like baby food <clears throat> it tastes those. like necessarily but the consistency is pretty pretty thick it's extremely thick with three x's <laughs> thanks well i, I love this uh, is great. yeah i love that grapey flavor so i think this is like one of the yeah most original usually they're different fruits yeah i mean it it tastes like a fucking like, like welch's grape juice smoothie yeah it does yeah it's like Speaking a nice which, acidity just went to the grocery store and bought some so can compare did you really if we wanted to look at that body mm. yeah she's a this is really bitch. good though <laughs> i like this one a lot i think it's pretty unique from all the different ones we've had so far Kinda yeah it I, like I, burp, burp. <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm with you know that, on this i think it's you throw up, you get that burn <laughs> pretty anyway, unique yes. and uh they nail the grape flavor it's not really a flavor that you have find too much in beers even like smoothie beers i feel like they tend to stick with like berries and i don't know something like a little bit easier to to nail but i think yeah, it's pretty grapes good are pretty thin right there's not mm-hmm. a lot of pulpiness to them Yeah, or we're completely wrong, and there's no th- such thing as grape in this whatsoever. 
If there's no grape in this at all, then that is embarrassing. And uh, we will end the podcast. Well, luckily, there's like nothing about it. I was going to say, so how are they going? No one will ever know. <laughs> Guess what? You'll never get to try this. So. Unless you live in Columbus, Indiana, and you can walk to there and go to 450 Northern. Well, do they even have it there? No, but they yeah. can ask anybody. Yeah, ask them what it is. What's in it? Yeah, maybe they, they do it like as a release eventually, and then it's um, you know, it's on untapped, and we're just fucking way off. Just take our word for it but that it's grape, pure grape, nothing but. <laughs> Hundred percent great. It is really good though. I'm I'm happy with this one, and I'm like flying through it right now. Crushability. So. Uh, this one is <laughs> pretty crushable. Can you imagine like drinking this on a, like a warm day? Mm. No, like, I imagine cream. drinking it on a cold night. <laughs> like a, it's like a sherbet. You can make a beer float out of this with some vanilla ice cream, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like a a sorbet. Yeah, okay, I could see that. Right. Yeah, it's got like that tart sour. Right? Doesn't it? it like that acidity? Yeah, there it is like that's another thing too is the sourness balances it cuz sometimes these smoothie beers can be too sweet and like I feel like this one is perfectly Well, this balanced. one technically says Berliner Weiss and Which, on the can it says mm, sour ale. You know, I'm Okay. I'm starting to think like that style is my favorite. I like it leaning towards the sour. Yeah, side. it's your favorite style. Now. Yeah, whenever it doesn't have that like a lot of the like the dessert ones I don't like as much because they're just sweet and graham crackery, those kind of notes. Whereas this one has that like acidity. I like the ones with orange juice, like a flavor in it. Right. Stuff like that. Like this hits that and I'm happy. Yeah, about you it. have to have the sour to kind but of. Those dessert ones, the right ones are pretty good too. Yeah, they are. Like we had a lemon drinker, uh, the lemon bar. Lemon. But it right? was sour. See, it has the sour in it. And that's yeah, what it helps that it. beer yeah. was. For sure. I've had like the key lime pie ones. And again, like that's the grand cracker, but the lime part helps just a little bit. Agreed. Yeah. Solid. Very solid. For sure. My crushability, probably 3.5. I honestly don't know if I would want more than one. I would want more than one. But I'm gonna go like three point five is kind of more than one. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm gonna go between a three seven five and a four. Round yeah, up. I'm gonna go four. I'm just gonna do it. Fuck it. All right, four it is. Or three seven five if you want to average ours. Hey, flavor profile. Top, second one is grapes. You guys haven't checked it in yeah. yet, so that's that means. People, other people Somebody are the that same too. thing. <laughs> Somebody's at least as dumb as we Jacob, are. Jacob, mouth coating is one of them. It definitely yep. is. Yeah. <laughs> How's the mouth feel? It's, <laughs> That's not are. a flavor. It says flavor profile. <laughs> mouth coating. <laughs> Velvet. I mean, I guess, I guess smooth. Well, yeah, it's not technically a flavor either, but I get it. Yeah, but I would it's consider more smooth feeling. more of a profile of a flavor versus yes. mouth coating. Uh, that's what I'm saying is I like, to think about it, technically it's not, but then it makes sense in the flavor profile thing. And so. the, did you see the fifth one is berries? Yep, yeah. I saw that too. So yep. we, we, hit, we hit every flavor on the on That the other people thought. That other, exactly. <laughs> Nothing official well, we still. We came but. to our, oops, shit. I forgot to write it. We came to our own conclusion on it, though, without these flavor notes. Yeah, because so. I don't even... That's true. Name yet. I was waiting for you guys to check it in. I checked it in, so it's up there. Oh, me too. All right. Anything else on Purple Haze? 
delicious. If you can try it, try it, but you probably won't. I don't know if you you'll can. ever find it. Exclusive to be you guys. Exclusivity, baby. Go suck a dick. <laughs> We're so much better. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get into our featured review? I can't wait for you to say the name of the actors that are in this film. <laughs> it's going to be better than any South Korean movie that we've done. So <laughs> yeah. I'll just call this them by their true. first name because that's, you know, we're tight like that. So, oh, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. We're talking All Quiet on the Western Front, the new Netflix film, of course, not the 1930 version. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front is written and directed by Edward Berger. Um, also writing credits from Leslie Patterson and based on a novel, uh, stars Felix Kammerer, Albrecht Schuch, Schuch. uh, we have Daniel Brühl, um, Eden Hasanovic and a few others. Plot synopsis reads a young German soldier's terrifying experiences and distress on the Western front during world war one. What did you guys think of All Quiet on the Western Front? So, honestly, I think this is kind of like what I I did like it. And I feel like this is kind of the movie that, what was it, 1917? Mm, It was kind of like going for. Yes. I feel like this hit it better than that movie It was an R-rated 1917. Yeah, like... Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Because I'm pretty sure 1917 was PG-13. I know I'm... this wasn't I think really... 1917 was R, but this is definitely more graphic okay, yeah, than 1917. This is a hard R. <laughs> yeah, this, that yeah. was a soft R. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, they both, there was a lot, I don't, this one wasn't meant to be like a one-shot type deal, like, but it did have a lot of really long shots in it, and it was gorgeous. I, I thought it looked amazing. And yeah, I just like the progression of it and how everything just unfolded. It was two and a half hours, but it didn't, it felt great. Honestly, I thought the pacing was really good. I thought, but the visuals were definitely the standout for me acting hard to tell, but I assume it's, it seems pretty good. You could, you could tell by nuances and yeah, the way that the lines were delivered. Yeah. It seemed pretty good to me. It's always harder to judge based on like line delivery, but I thought overall the acting seemed good, even though it was like really nobody that in it that we would know. That we would know. Daniel Brühl. <laughs> I don't know. Daniel Brühl. Yeah. I knew I, I recognized like one person. <laughs> yeah. <But. him. laughs> I think this is <laughs> the first movie that the lead guy is in. I think it's his only acting credit, if I remember correctly. Well, good for him. So way to uh, go out is. there and it is. put your all into it. But yeah, this I was very satisfied. I actually I had I had had no knowledge that this was even gonna be a thing that was done, and I don't even know like the director Edward Berger. He's I think he's German too. Yeah. So like everything about well, this, yeah. I mean, how did you guys? How did you watch this? Did you watch in it German. in English or did you watch it in German? I German. didn't know there was a stub. I didn't know. Yeah, why would you watch a dub version? Because yeah. when I started it, when I started it, it was automatically dubbed. I had to change it, and I could tell that, that it was. Assumes it's like, oh, Kyle, he's yeah, he, like, he's. I never watch anything dubbed. I never watch anything <laughs> dubbed. Gonna, I don't know why yeah. it would do that. Uh, there was something, some Korean movie that did that to me too. It just automatically was in English. I'm like, ew! I switched it immediately. Oh, okay. uh, that I'm just making sure you guys it. watched oh, it the, the right way, because that yeah, would have been. I definitely watch in German. Ew. The movie Wreck. 
record a rec that is only dubbed you can't find it anywhere subbed unless you buy it see i, I rented it, it on two different fucking i rented it twice one on play <laughs> they play were store both. and one on amazon and they were both that's like uh raid subbed. Raid 2, I think. You can only watch it as the dub version. Unless you buy it, probably. Yeah, probably. But yeah, everywhere you watch online, though, it's not, It's the dub. Yeah, it's dumb. But it's so weird. To answer your question, no. I It was Definitely already German. subbed. Yeah. Not dubbed. Oh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, um, I loved this movie. Um from the acting to the pacing to the cinematography to the score it had like this the the it wasn't necessarily like a music but it was like that that dun dun oh yeah they just had the drum yeah and like it was it was almost like this like distorted noise that was that would play at certain times that really added to the tension of it um but yeah, this is like I said. This feels like what 1917 was going for, and I mean, I we were we were fans of 1917. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I think if you take um, <clears throat> Roger Deakins out of it and like replace it with someone else, I don't know if 1917 is as good. Stood out. <laughs> and this is like the grisly, like it showed all the grisly parts of the war. And also, we I remember we watched this the original one in history class in high school. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously when they moved, made movies back then, they just had American actors playing German actors. So I forgot that this is from a German perspective. And so- yeah, you know, I, that, that's a good point you made. Cause I forgot that too. It makes total sense, but yeah, but I didn't even watch it. it I a, just, yeah. I just assumed it was American. World I don't remember it being in a German. Yeah. So I just thought it was like the American side of it, but it's the same characters and everything. So obviously it was the German side of things. We just didn't recognize it. And this being in the German sub, well, the German and and native German was very, it it brought you into the whole atmosphere. It was way more immersive, right? Yeah, extremely. And in, and obviously in the French was also, yeah, it was actually French French and all the actors and everybody involved was, was either French or for German, but yeah, uh, um, 1917, I feel like this was what it was going for. You got your, like I said, the grisly moments in the trenches and you know, the, the, the but, subtle anti-war, well, not subtle, I guess, but yeah. anti-war like propaganda that this, that this, um, that this presented was also obviously really good because we we're pretty open on our stance on war and yeah. I think it shows the horror. It shows, it, yeah, right? it's, it shows that these people, you know, like it, it shows you what you don't want to see and what a lot of textbooks and history books t- don't tell you. Yeah, it's like the words, and this is like the experience. Yeah, and like being American and this movie being, we were, US was part of this movie slightly. But we had really nothing to do with it. So just a side character. We yeah. were just, yeah, they were like US are dropping 2,500 troops a day in or what, wherever, whatever they said. But we were just like the bystanders. So we're experiencing what the Germans and French are probably taught. So it, it kind of gave you a unique perspective on, on things of the, 
of World War One and how grisly and how horrible and horrific the the experience was. And yeah, so I yeah I really 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 liked uh, like this movie. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> you know what I'm here to do. I'm here to bring you guys back down to earth. <laughs> here, we go. here we go. I mean, this movie wasn't like amazing by any means. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it. I thought uh, all quiet on the Western Front was good. Uh, there's a lot of good qualities to it, um, but it's not. I even think 1917 is better, even with you know how mild we were on that. I think looking back, it's you know I end up liking that <clears throat> quite a bit. But I think that it does do a good job of showing the truths and the horrors like that was i think one of the main things that the book was like trying to get across was you know how how bad it was for the german soldiers that they're not getting trained and they're getting thrown into trench warfare and and the western front specifically that that like never in the whole the whole entire war that they pretty much stayed right in that same spot and you know fought and like it says that even at the end of the movie, you know, it only moved a couple hundred meters at most. And they're throwing kids in. They're like, every few months we're going to have a new batch of soldiers because, yeah, these kids are turning 18 and they're ready to throw them into warfare. Like all that stuff is, it's good at portraying that. But in terms of like our our lead and our character, like I never really felt invested in him or like as a person. Um, and I think they should have, like the movie gets into like them going on the front line so quickly that it's hard to like attach yourself to him and really care for him. And there's a point too, where he's like, like almost out of it, you know? And like, there's, there's tons of movies that do the same thing where like they're, they're on the brink of getting out of it. And then like something like sucks them back in or, you know, and you really feel that like gut punch, like, Oh my God, they were so close to being out of it. They were, they're finally, gonna be free and they they weren't and like i didn't feel that same emotion like with watching him and there's probably just a few different things that you could have done differently to do that like he even points out at one you know time that his he wanted to he wanted to do this to prove to like his parents that he could and like just a little bit of like lead up with you know him and his mentality and his friends like a little bit more of that could have developed their character more or his specifically because i know a lot of people don't make it very far in this um but yeah it, it does look good the cinematography is really good um the score there's parts of the score that i like but parts of it are super like intrusive and like i know the, the part that josh is talking about with that that kind of droning uh sound that is played over music and it's effective in like the war scenes and then there's parts of it where it's used and I'm like, why are they still using this? And then the end song is like a theme that they use repeatedly that that's my favorite one. I really like that. Couldn't remember or tell you exactly how it goes, but um, the acting, I did like the lead guy and some of the older actors, the friends, the, his, the ones that weren't in it for very long, they were probably the weakest and yeah, I think it just comes down to like the directing. I think the directing was bad. There's like a lot of weird choices made 
there's some weird editing at uh at a certain point where it's like they're doing like these quick cuts and if i thought it was like had a there was a purpose to it but then i didn't see what it was and it was just a weird choice and then overall like the feeling of it <laughs> it is does feel like extremely like try hard like even like the intro the that first scene of like the foxhole and like that fa- the fox family i guess it's like to juxtapose these images with like war but i don't know it's just it's super extra like that's what i would classify like the whole movie as is like very extra and some of that stuff works some of it doesn't so coming from the guy that loves alex garland and darren arnowski's <laughs> trying to say that this is act two extra now yes i want i i think that was an interesting point can we go into like more detail is there really i really want to know what kyle's talking about in this well his yeah. comments because i don't i think you're i think you're more out of left field i think that if I were to have a character that followed the same fucking bullet points that you're expecting him to, like, oh, we got to go back into war, he was just so numb to it that by the time they set the announce that you see him drop his shoulders and then just grab the young kid and go, okay, let's fucking go. You know, it's like he's so just numb to everything that's happening that it's like when it when it finally about to happen, it it just doesn't feel real because... I didn't say anything about his reaction during that point. I was talking about my personal feeling was like, you know, there's like countless examples of movies that like these characters are like they're in these shit situations or they're like fighting they're on the verge of death full time and they almost escape that and then they get drawn back in and you're like, oh, fuck. It's like I didn't really feel that for this guy. And it's just because I think like the whole whole movie has to do with the reaction of him. I so. What I took at, it, it was interesting because I pulled something different. I didn't take him as being like such the main focus of the movie. I know he was like the main character, but I thought he was just like something that we could experience through. And that's why he was left kind of more blank. There were parts of like where his story kind of went back and it kind of fleshed him out more. But overall, I think he was just like the vessel for us to experience the horror of war. And they, so they tried to keep him more vague because we were supposed to be a part of that experience and versus like trying to tell a story about this lone soldier. I didn't think it was trying to do that. It was trying just to show the experience. So based off of that, then what is the movie? I mean, what's the movie made for? War is bad. Like, cool. We have 100 movies that say the same thing. We have this. This is a yeah. remake of there's, this movie's been made like four times. Right. But exactly, it is a remake. But I mean, every story has been told a million times at this point. Yeah. So I think it was more just up to like updating that view. Cause like a lot of times, if you watch the older ones, you don't get that experience because it's just not as, I mean, you, they're not made as well to, as they were today. Like it, you can get drawn out because of how things look. It's not, and versus like this was more like visceral and, real feeling because it's more up to date right like we just have come a long way and yeah yeah, for sure updated like availability on netflix i mean like the look of it everything all that stuff is great the sound uh better effects you know all that stuff is you know going to make it more um accessible to modern audiences so it's that that is a good thing but i mean even like 
I'm not talking about just the main character too. Like the Daniel Brule character, like he is, he, he's obviously against this war and like losing soldiers and stuff. And you don't get, I feel like you don't get that much from him. Like he is tr- like, his goal is to like end this war. So people will stop dying. And then you like learn in a, like a, a weird one off line from him that is so, like he lost his son in the war. Like I feel like that would be a bigger deal to him or like something that we learn just like all the characterizations of these soldiers or, you know, Germans in this movie. It's just, I, I feel like none of that was like fleshed out enough for, I don't know. I, f- I feel like with, and this is, this is like what, like it, it, it stretches and Kyle uses it when it's convenient for him is when it's hand-holding. So sometimes Kyle hates it when a movie hand-holds, yet he wants this movie to hold your hand and tell you every back detail of every single character that was involved in it. And it's not... That's not hand-holding. Not that's giving you something... That's giving you something to care about. Like, I'm just like, now I'm watching this. The, like, the, the, these characters dying and their best friends dying and all these people dying for no fucking reason. Like, I think this was more focused, like Jacob's saying, not necessarily on the characters, but the war itself and how these. Yeah, and it's two like, and a half like, hours of the normal. same thing. War is bad. Like uh, honestly, it's it was kind of boring to watch. Like, I, don't, I guess it's just showing how, how like normal people. Like, I mean, we don't have like deep backstories, right? So, like, if we got thrown into a war where we just thought, "Oh, look, this seems like a cool thing to try," and then we just go through it and just are blindsided by the realities of it yeah not everyone has a yeah amazing it, the average joes they were just high school kids that wanted to fight the war like yeah just to, like and literally just like he it was so simple like because the, because then they give them lines you can't have your cake and eat it too you can't have give them these weird one-off lines like oh yeah you know i wanted to prove my parents that i could do this or whatever and then it's like it's just these weird things that are added in that like <laughs> that's but see that's just like a small thing like it's just like a lot of people's reason for war, it, it seems like such a noble thing at the time. Yeah, I want to sh- prove I could do it. And then it's like you get there and you're like, like, I didn't. This isn't it. Or maybe you go in there because you're like, yeah, I want to, you know, fight for the America or something like that. And then you get there and you're just, well, you're made, just dirt. right? Daniel Brule made that line and said, he said that, you know, uh, my son died in the war. He has no honor. Like, what's what's honor? Yeah, where's his honor? When you're yeah. dead. Like there's no yeah, honor in dead soldiers. It's I, I think it's just like showing his how other like lines, his war other and stuff isn't grand. It's not like a big story. It's not this like action hero like backstory or dra- dra- It's just terrible. It is just plain horrible. And you be and we yeah. And to make that more effective, the goal kid. of this, the goal of this is to take a a naive kid that is excited to go to war and show him the horrors, the horrors of war. But it's like, he's, it gets into it so fast that it's like, you don't even that, like there's no build up to like the point of like getting into it and seeing what like the reality is like that see, is like, I actually turn. liked how fast it was because it showed like that 25 kilometers, right? It was, it's like, Oh look, we're 25 kilometers. Yay. We're in Paris. And then it's just war. It's like that. So like how you can be so close and so far removed from it. Like you're literally, they're not that far away from world war, you know, two, one, I mean, and like, and then they, you just pass this and then you're there and it's just, 
the reality was so fast and such a quick turn from how their life was just school kids being like talking, being excited about signing up to just being in the trenches, how quick that was. I thought that was what was effective because it didn't have to, it wasn't like a buildup. It wasn't trying to build a story. It was just like and it's normal life and then hell. And it's showing and it's that they don't have 25 training. kilometers apart. They were just bodies. They, there's no training. So they were just fucking, like, it was like this. Yeah. They were just there's thrown no into montage the war. With them being, it was just like, they, they get their weapons. They're told to like, keep them clean. They get, they're in Paris and then war. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, like you're okay. So that that works for you. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not saying it was a. I guess I'm not saying it was wrong to do that. I'm saying it for me, it wasn't effective then because I didn't feel anything. No, I. So you, well, it could, I, it I could the be past, the same movie. It could work for you, but. Yeah, and I do think like the pacing did dip at one part, and I forget which of the times that he kind of was out of it, but. And got back in, I think maybe like the last time, but I, it still didn't like hurt it enough for me. And, but I can see where that part kind of got drawn out. Cause it's like, okay, I get it. Like this is just like at this point painful to even look at anymore. It's just so like dark and sad and gloomy and for two and a half hours basically. But we also I have mean, to think, is this we have to take the German perception into I mean, they were, effect. they had propaganda, right? Like they thought. Well, no, what I'm saying is this is from a German director, hmm. a German writer, you know? So maybe the German feelings and everything is a little bit, it's going to be a little bit different than what, how we portray everything. So hmm. kind of have to keep those lenses, lenses on or take your American lenses off. Yeah. It's like everyone's the main hero of their own story, but in reality, like you're just a guy. Yeah. And, and that's you're not what it was. like you just and then by the end of it, he's just literally like I mean, like soldiers are. I'm no disrespect to any of them, but like no. they're treated like I mean, they while it, the entire system of the like military industrial right like system is to build people into thinking that they're like special heroes so that they can sit back and coordinate as the hundreds of people die, like thousands, million, you know, like millions in world war one, more million, like over the population of France in world war two died like 70 million in world war two. And it's just like, that's just a number. Right. And like, that's what everyone is treated like when they're out there in war. And And we don't know a single one of them. Yeah. And like, yeah, they don't, that's what I think the realization and he's like, how stupid like this entire thing is like he just wanted to show that he could, you know, like, and like after everything he's been through, it just seems so stupid now. And like, it does seem stupid. It seems like to me watching him like that is such a stupid reason to go to war, but yeah, it's what he wanted. Yeah. And then you're in it and you're just, then you're just like a tool, a weapon yourself, a body. And you're just, and you're, you're so broken down into just nothing that you're just like, oh, like 11 o'clock. <laughs> this is when the war ends, which is I thought was an insane part. Right. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's 11. Now they just stop fighting. Like, it's like how much longer? 16 minutes. Yeah. It, that's insane to me. Right. That, that just that's how it was. And you're just so like nothing at that point. So broken down that you just do it. You know, like you're it's just like that was so painful to see 
And you know what? I don't know if this was intentional or not, but did you notice the very, very end? I mean, I guess there's, that's, it's not really a spoiler, but spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> if there is, um, when Paul dies and the kid, the kid that he was like mentoring yeah, was like looking at him, everything, and then walked away. I don't think he ever grabbed his dog tag. No, but he grabbed his scarf. Yeah, but that's not, you're not going to send that back to anybody. No, I think he's just going to, so it, he like happened after, to remember him. And then I know, but after all that, he's not even getting a dog tag back to his parents. Yeah. Which is even more brutal. If yeah, I did notice that. And I was wondering why he didn't take it, but I don't know. Pretty, pretty crazy if you think about it. Yeah. If but it was intentional. I just took crazy. it like that the kid took that memento because it wasn't about sending it back. He wanted to remember this. Well, man yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Forever. But also, saving him, yeah. But also, but yeah, maybe I didn't, didn't consider his that. Tag, so now, like his whole ambition of going into this war is for naught because, yeah, they won't even know what he did. They won't know anything. Yeah. Well, they won't know that he's dead either. Maybe he was trying to save them grief. True. That's a good point. I didn't consider that. Either way, effective. Yeah. Think for one fucking second. <laughs> I think it'd go either way. Which I also oh, yeah. I like either way. Or both ways. I love going both ways. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just like the scarf part <laughs> because it was like passed on to remember yeah. his friend and now it's going to be used to remember <clears throat> him. But it still lives on, right? It'll probably keep that forever, right? Yeah. Because that's the guy who saved his life minutes before the war ended crazy you know where it is now yeah those those kids just got dropped the fuck off too like they had just gotten dropped off for a 16 minute fight yeah like how they were just and like, useless that's like how it is it's i mean if you want to draw comparisons look at like russia now right what's happening in the ukraine war like how many russian soldiers are dying and you know we're we cheer ukraine on and stuff but those are just kids and stuff yeah. too they have no idea what they're fighting for right they're just so it's not we shouldn't be happy that these Russian soldiers no. are dying by the thousands because they have no even though they're the bad guys. Right. But it's not them. It's this evil dictator that's just sending thousands of them for a stupid war. That means absolutely nothing for a piece uh, like what a little area or something for nothing. Like it's I, like the Western. It's front. Just, there's no point. Right. And the, and that's just like how I felt this was a mirror of. Right. Oh, I just want to keep this house. You know, I don't want this to fall. So I'm just going to have a, a hundred more kids die. Why not? You know? Yeah. doesn't they, mean anything. They just it just shows you how <laughs> worthless they are treated. I mean, it's true. We do the same thing to our troops. Yeah. We like to talk about how great they are. And then they come back and we don't give them the right health care. We don't get, they make it difficult every step of the way for everything else. You know, it's just, they're just nothing after that, you know? It's just sad. Sad, sad. Yeah. I mean, obviously the family and the people care about them, but they're just another number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stuff was effective. <laughs> like I said, all the, all the portrayal of horror and war was good. Just everything else surrounding it. Yeah. I'd put this up with the best horror, uh, war movies I've ever seen. Get real. <laughs> I mean, the only one I can think is better is probably 
Saving Private Ryan. But even that isn't. That one's way. I feel like this is me, more accurate. Yeah, portrayal. that one's way more movie like, right? Yeah, that one is cinematic and movie like. This was. This one was more just like mm-hmm. how it would be, right? Yeah. Anything else to say on All Quiet on the Western Front? Nope. Nope. Okay. What are you going to give it out of five stars? I'm going to give it a four and a half. I also gave it a four and a half. I'm going to go heavy three. Okay. It's been a while for you, Josh. How much do you have here? Um, I really only want to, I mean, you guys just talked about the, the VHS's last episode, so I'm not going to bring those up. Okay. Um, I just wanted to talk about one movie specifically that I just most that I just watched. So, do you guys have anything? I do have one uh, specifically. Movie, but I don't. I don't even remember the name of it because I watched it with Mingju. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh. Why don't you start? I have one as well, and then Jacob, if he thinks of it, can finish. Yeah, I'll kind of text here. <laughs> you didn't log it. We just yeah, we exposed like we night. exposed oh. Jacob's letterboxed uh, activity last last week. Yeah, I've been bad lately. Slack and I know. So anyway, um, I watched a movie on a Hulu movie called Pink Wall, uh, directed by Tom Cullen. It has uh, Jay Duplass in it, um, as well as Tatiana Maslany, who is most recently famous because of she is in She Hulk. Um, so she also got like a golden globe or something, but anyway, um, basically it is, uh, it's like six vignettes or six years, six moments that kind of shape these two people's relationships. And the, the director does a cool way. Obviously it's non-chronological, so it's, you know, you're jumping all around and it doesn't explicitly tell you what, where you're at and what stage you're at in, in their relationship, which um, actually, I lied. It does say it, but um, the the cool way that they do it is they each year is a different aspect ratio. So it, it starts off like a a more a smaller, more condensed um, aspect ratio, and then it gets bigger as each year progresses, which is also a cool cool kind of fa- um, tweak that that the director did. But this is one of the most accurate accurate portrayals of like a failed relationship and the inner workings of that and and how the longer some the longer people stay together the more real they become and the more that they end up showing themselves inherently without even noticing they they you know you have these honeymoon years that they quote unquote call and um you know everything's mostly sunshine and rainbows you obviously have your have your down point uh, down parts but um you know a lot of it's still feeling out each other but when you get to year six you know a lot of that can change over the course of your relationship and this does an extremely good job of portraying each segment of that and then the the ultimate you know um the crescendo of it um is very very satisfying um and it also has a cool uh how you find out what the title is about is really cool too. And you don't find that out until like the last 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So it's kind of like the never really sometimes always we're like, Oh, oh yeah. Like that was this type of reveal. And I was like, Oh shit. Um, another great thing about this is it's about 78 minutes before credits. So it's really quick, 
really fast. Everyone can watch it, so I highly recommend it for um, for couples, um, especially. Um, it kind of it, it it shows you grim parts of relationship and how you know it's not it's not the the lovey dovey drama that you're gonna that most couples want to watch, but it's a real relationship drama and it's similar to like marriage story. I was gonna say that, yeah. but marriage story is is a lot longer more to like develop this is just these two individuals that don't have kids nothing it's just that they're they're two relationship and you know the year one you see how you know they they stay up all night the first night they hang out they're up all night they sleep on the floor they you know they wake up and they sleep for a couple hours and it's just those bubbly feelings that you first get and then you know that by year six you just see this the changes in the relationship and it's really, really awesome. Um, Jay Duplass, awesome. Also, Mark Duplass, awesome. Awesome brothers in acting. Yeah. I love them. Um, but, yeah, uh, ended up loving loving this uh, movie and uh, gave it a 4.5. So, highly recommend watching it. Like I said, super short on Hulu. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Heavy metal. <laughs> okay, I'll go. <clears throat> All right. I uh, made it to the theater to check out the latest Martin McDonough film, The Banshees of Inisherin. And uh, I really liked this movie. Um, I like a lot of the things that it's going for, a lot of the themes. Um, I would say existentialism, uh, loneliness, friendship, um, a lot of things like that. It isn't completely satisfying and how it ties them all together. But I think that's partially the point that it's not like neatly wrapped up. Um, super funny. Like all of his movies are very dark comedy. Um, it looks pretty great uh, being shot, I believe on location in Ireland or maybe even on the Island. I'm not sure. Um yeah, the performances are great too. Obviously, it's Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, so hard to hard to not have some pretty strong performances there. Um, but yeah, I really like the writing in this and just the the ups and downs that it that it takes you through. Like one moment will be really funny, and the next is like super depressing. And uh, yeah, I would definitely say check it out if you're a fan of his. Um, if you, I guess, if you don't really know what you're getting into, maybe watch a trailer or two or read up on it first. But um, yeah, I, uh, I liked it a lot and I gave it a four. Not too much else to say on it. I don't want to uh, spoil it. What? Yeah, you could probably watch like any of his other films in Bruges or Three Billboards to get, you know, kind of a yeah, feel Bil- for what. Yeah, uh, Three Billboards, like pretty dark comedy as well. I actually haven't seen In Bruges yet, so I need to cross that off the list. But I think that one's pretty much... I don't know if that's as like as dark in its themes because I think it's like comedic and like a little bit of action as well. If I remember what the synopsis is, but like I said, I haven't seen it, so can't speak on it too much. But yeah, if you guys have a chance to watch this before year's end, I would uh, recommend it. Jacob, did you figure it out? All right, I did. She answered right away, so that was perfect. Uh, So I watched a documentary. It was called Precious Knowledge. 
by Ari Luis Palos. And it was extremely interesting. I'll try to keep it brief, but it is a pretty passionate topic of mine. Uh, and especially something that I, I've been realizing a lot lately, especially dating someone who's in like a PhD candidate for education. So I've really gotten, I've always been like interested in how schooling is and how it becomes so political now, right? Everyone on the right like hates education now for some reason. And this is like about a small part of that, that is so important and just perfectly encapsulates that. So this one was specifically about this school district in Tucson, Arizona, or Tucson. And it was about, it took place, I think, around the time we were in high school. So that this is from 2012, the documentary, but I think it was around like 2009, 10, around there. And basically in Arizona, in this area, they started a program because like a lot uh, before that, there was like a civil rights movement for the Hispanic, you know, and Latinx, whatever you want to call people. And there was a big movement. And because of that, the school district started having uh, studies. I forgot what it originally was called, but it ended up becoming classes in Chicano studies, social literature, and Raza studies, or Raza. And basically, it was just like a separate education part of their education that they could voluntarily choose to go into that would teach all the regular subjects but also teach them about like their heritage and their history. And like, especially since Arizona was Mexico, right? <laughs> At one time. So yeah. a lot of them have like this history that is whitewashed and not, they're not allowed to be taught about before. Right. It was English only was allowed to be used. No Spanish. You're not allowed to talk about like that history, even though it was literally part of Mexico at one point. And, uh, so they started these studies and like the children were benefiting greatly from it. Like a lot of times there's a stereotypes that you just kind of fall into when, especially kids of like color where they're, they're expected to be in this certain place. And so they kind of live in fall into that place because of just an environment that surrounds them. And because they were in this environment, they th like thrived uh, 93% of them, like, graduated with like and like they just did we're doing so well then all of a sudden this one uh idiot i forgot his name some i believe like senator or something in arizona of course republican <laughs> went super against it they wanted to get rid of these because they said these classes were racist <laughs> because they were teaching them about their heritage Obviously, that's not his words, but they were trying to make it about race. So now you're trying to separate them and radicalize them to be against white people. And he wanted to shut them down completely. He's, and he wanted English to only be taught in schools. And he was like fighting it so hard, tooth and nail, to, in order to get this law that would be passed in order to outlaw, like make it illegal for these kind of classes to be taught. And did we talk about this guy? Uh, probably. Before, I'm not sure. I just, I've, I've, no, maybe I talked about, it. I just talked about this recently with somebody about this guy. Yeah, he was, he's just, it's, 
like I believe everyone should watch this honestly like this is like a must watch because it's just it's heartbreaking because like these kids are doing well and the class is like these this documentary is like filming these classes even before like that law got passed or anything was pushed forward and it shows like what they are they're just being like you know, you have to love everyone. You got to treat everyone like you, because if you honor everyone, you honor yourself. If you love everyone, then you love yourself. If like you have, if you forgive the people you hate, then you can forgive yourself. And it's just like all these positive energy and that they're trying to teach while like teaching them the other subjects. So like these kids are doing so well. And then all of a sudden this guy comes here and telling them that it's racist to do that because I, what? And like, he, so, and it went even so far, they had one of the people come in who would eventually become the superintendent of one of those areas. And they had him sit in and ask questions of them and talk with them just to see what it was about. And he went there, actually, you know, went there, sat with them, talked with them. And he, at one point he said, like, you have a picture of, I forget the guy's name it's Che Chavez I think who is like this uh figure who had positive and negatives but he was like he was just talking he's like yeah a lot of people thought he was a thug and then the teacher was like well Benjamin Franklin also like said it and he stated the quote of uh, it was like a racist quote it was basically that we shouldn't allow the country become darker like the darkness be overtaken by darkness and he meant darker skin and then the guy like shut up right away. Was it Tom Horn? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's the attorney general. Yeah. Republican and, attorney general. Yeah. I do. I just heard about, I don't know if we. Well, it's becoming a big thing because recently, not too long ago, I think it was 2017, that law was actually uh, ruled unconstitutional by a federal judge. So now it's starting to come back. These classes are starting to be rebuilt again. And, but yeah, he, so that, and then it shows that re, that guy who came in, also a Republican, who became superintendent, it showed him at a town hall meeting where they were voting on passing that and moving it up further into getting closer to becoming signed into law. And he's like, yeah, I sat in on one of these classes and, you know, everything looked pretty good. The teachers seemed knowledgeable and cared, but like I, how can I tell that they, I think they were just putting on a show for me. And he even said that Benjamin Franklin was a racist and which he never said, <laughs> like he literally said, well, you know, Benjamin Franklin did say this. And he's like, yeah, he said Benjamin Franklin was a racist and yeah, they're definitely radicalizing these kids. So I'm going to have to vote yes to pass this through. And it's just like insane yeah. to see that. Like it literally, it shows him visiting. And even at the end of that class visit, one of the students came they're like, I really respect you for coming out here. Cause a lot of people will talk negative about us, but they won't come here and see what we're actually about and like shook his hand. And then he goes and does this, <coughs> like it's disgusting. And they won't even talk to the kids cause they even interviewed, uh, uh, Tom Horn or Tim Horn, whatever fuck his name. it doesn't matter. And he's a piece of shit. Well, they, one of the like news people were like, well, how do you, why, have you ever actually been to these classes to see what they're, if they're actually doing these things? And he's like, well, no, because of course, if I went, they would change how they teach them. 
<laughs> so he won't go to see how they're taught and assumes that they're doing these things. And he won't even go to look because he assumes that they're going to change just because he walked in the room. So it's just like such a stupid thing. He has no reason for his argument. And he doesn't believe even if he goes there that he can change his belief because he already believes that they're changing it. So like he just can't have his mind changed. And it did end up passing and it did end up becoming law because the stupid governor there also. Well, we'll see. Republican, which Democratic governor just won in Arizona. I was going to say Arizona's blue now. But yeah. So and that it's still a law in Arizona now that uh, you can only teach English for now, for now. But it's just like crazy, like how this is, and especially considering it's Arizona. But it's it, no, it's especially because it's in Arizona. It's like why Texas is the way it is, right? You know, Texas always talks about how they're just pouring across the border, but yet all the border state, all the border counties are blue, huh? Weird, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, I, I'll get, like, very angry, like, talking about this, but I think this is, it was so powerful and, like, moving and just tragic, honestly, to watch, like, how these kids become so, it's, like, the reason why a lot of those people are against education, right, is because people who are educated, you can't take that away. Once someone becomes educated or learned, you can't unlearn them, I mean, is what like the quote was at Knowledge the end. is power. Power, right? And it's so weird how the more educated people get, the more they think for themselves, the more they think about others, the more they become more understanding of others. And, and for empathetic. some reason, now they're liberal. You know, it's like, huh, maybe it's just because they care about others. That's why, you know, Trump loves the uneducated, right? But <laughs> it's just like crazy to me how the, this attack on something that was helpful is, and is so politicized and stuff. <laughs> When it's just literally these teachers who are super enthusiastic and love and passionate are teaching these kids who would normally not get this, we get treated differently and they become successful and, and well-educated and just like they become passionate about school and then that's a bad thing and yeah. now we need to stop it. And then it does be stopped just because politics, which ha- wouldn't even go to the room to listen being invited to it's just yeah it's crazy and it was yeah it was like technically not like amazing i mean it's basically like an old style documentary where it's just like interviews of people yeah yeah. but they do have some nice shots in there too and definitely powerful shots but it's just the message that it says and how it's filmed and just showing you like the hypocrisy and how stupid like the system is mm-hmm. is yeah it's extremely worth a watch so i mean it's on canopy but yeah i, yeah, I say, gave it a four and a half how did you find it but canopy all right <clears throat> well yeah she had to watch it because she's doing a class about it oh, and then gotcha. i was like yeah i'll watch it well at first i'm like yeah i'm kind of tired i don't know i'll start it with you and then i watched mm. the whole thing it's, it's only quick, 75 yeah. minutes I was say, it just yeah quick. it's less than an hour and a half but yeah it is every literally every single person should watch it but i know certain the people who should watch it the most never would mm. well know? why would they <laughs> it goes against their beliefs or? yeah it's crazy that is true love that okay. neighbor unless inconveniences you <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Unless they're darker. Unless, yeah, unless <laughs> they're Mexican or black. Yeah. Uh, I did finish Rings of Power, but I can hold off on it till maybe you guys finish it or whatever. I only have like two uh, two episodes. Yeah. I, I ain't watching this week. <laughs> I got Alien to <laughs> watch this week. I only have <sighs> two left. Yeah, that's okay. I don't have too much to say on it anyway. Um, okay, so did next say, week... Did it say the same for you, though? What? Did it say the same? You, yeah, uh, what do you think this paid off for you? I think it's good. It's not... Yeah, it's it's not amazing. I can see the... I can... I, I'm... The hyperbole surrounding it both ways is way off. It's not amazing. Like the people that love it are just like Lord of the Rings nerds. The people that hate it are just like racist idiots (laughs) or also Lord (laughs) of the Rings nerds or they're just review bombing it because there's black people in it. I don't know. I think it's like a very, I think it's just like a well-made. Yeah. I think it's just like a well-made show that needs some, it does need some fine tuning um, for sure. But I would definitely watch the second right. season. So, okay, I was gonna say, yeah. Are you excited for season two? I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now that things are set up, I think it, it'll be easier to get into. And now that there's basically everything with like the Harfoots, I'm just like over <laughs> that. And it looks, it seems like next season they're not really gonna be major characters. So that's a bonus. Okay. Um, Next week, we have a couple things that we could catch up on, uh, but the big release, I think, for us would be Bones and All, yeah, Luca's new film. Luca's movie. So I think we have to try to see that. As Yeah, yeah, it's on, we my, are all uh, big fans. That's on my watch list. Okay. And it's a horror, so turn up. <laughs> yeah, it is technically horror. I mean, that's just with Timothy Chalamet. It, it should be Timothy, pretty wide yeah. release, right? You would no? think. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you guys get it, um, then that's what we'll do. So let's plan on that. And then uh, anything else we can fit in, we will talk about off air. But uh, that'll be the featured review, at least. So look forward to that next week. You guys have anything else you need to add? Nope. Nope. Shut this shit down. All right. If you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I'm on letterboxed and untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both of those as jsal517. That's jsal517. And I'm on both platforms at josh underscore saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Mm-hmm.